Welcome, my name is Michael Aceta. I'm the founder of Matador Canine Brilliance and author of the Dog Training Cheat Codes. You're listening to the Acknowledged Dogs Podcast. Today's topic is from a follower on one of my social media platforms. They were talking about how when they started to learn dog training, when they started to speak with other trainers and fix behavior problems in their own dog, they realized that everything they were doing with their dog, they could do with themselves. All of the training still applied. And I think that was beautiful because I had the exact same recollection when I started training with my dog. I just had it in reverse. So when I was younger, I did a lot of self-help. I read a whole bunch of books, and in fact, I just moved a lot of my books from a storage unit into my new apartment because we have the space for it now. And I was baffled with the amount of books that I almost forgot about. I was like, oh my God, I haven't read these in so long. But a lot of them were about self-help. And what's interesting is because I came from that understanding from that perspective, when I was getting into dog training, as I started to learn more and more about dog training, I said, hey, this is very similar to what I've been trying to implement in my own life. So today I want to talk about a very concrete and understood topic that sometimes we forget about, right? It's, it's a beautiful concept. And if you can grasp it, you can practically change any habit in your life. You can change any behavior in your dog's life, but we forget that exists without us putting it there. Let me explain. Today, I'm talking about the ABC triangle. Now, when I first heard this, it was a term meaning, okay, if you have a bad habit, first, we need to understand where that habit's coming from, what the habit actually is, and then what is going on afterwards. So they called it a cue, the behavior, and the reward, right? Cue, behavior, and reward. That's C-B-R. That's not as memorable as ABC. ABC I learned when I was in college studying dog training, antecedent behavior, and then consequence, or some people like to say cookie. It's the same premise, however. It's the same premise ABC, antecedent, behavior, consequence. It is a triangle. It goes on forever. And if you can understand it, if you take the information I'm about to give you and you implement it into your life, into your dog's training, into your training, it'll make things 10 times easier. So let's start with antecedent, number A. Number A. (laughs) Antecedent, number one, A. That is what starts the behavior. This does not have to be a word. Rather, it can be an external stimulus, right? The environment. You could make a motion, the antecedent. It could be a internal emotion, how your dog feels, right? And even then that could be something external that makes your dog feel that way that then starts the behavior. But your first step, whenever you are trying to figure out why your dog is doing something and how we can then change what we have our dog do is what is the antecedent? What is the thing that triggers this whole interaction? You go for a walk. Your dog's freaking out when they see another dog. Okay, what's the antecedent? Is it the dog? Is it? Many people think it is. And it might be in that situation. But what if it was something else? What if your dog was totally fine until you pull back on the leash? That means the antecedent isn't the dog. The antecedent is you pulling on the leash. If you get rid of that antecedent, the behavior cannot follow. 
Therefore, the consequence cannot follow. In that case, right, the antecedent of you pulling back, the behavior might be your dog pulling forward. And the consequence might be your dog pulling you off balance so that they can get more space. They can move forward without feeling that tension on the leash. It has happened. I've seen it happen. I've worked with dogs that have had that happen. They, they figure that part out. Because the ABC triangle does not rely on us implementing it, right? Like giving your dog a treat, that relies on you giving your dog a treat. If you don't give them a treat, then they don't get a treat. Right? Unless there's a different reward in the environment, but that's a, a different story. But the ABC triangle will always exist in every facet of your life. So you have to find out what is the antecedent. What is the thing that starts the behavior? Your alarm clock starts the behavior for you to get up in the morning. Right? You getting into the car should tell you to put your seatbelt on. You waking up in the morning should tell you to get water or to brush your teeth or to take a shower. Going to the bathroom is the antecedent to clean yourself. Right? So all of those things fall under the ABC triangle. Your job now is to figure out, okay, what is the A? What is the antecedent? What is starting the behavior? And you have a couple of options once you figure that out. You can either, one, get rid of the antecedent, which means the behavior will not happen and the consequence will not happen. Get rid of the antecedent. Number two, change the way your dog feels about the antecedent. If they're afraid of people, people being the antecedent, then they become afraid and reactive. Then you have to change the way they feel about the antecedent, about the trigger. How do they feel about it? Can we change the way they feel? Or do we need to make them feel less excited? And this does not mean punish them. It just means when they see something that gets them overly excited and all over the place, can we calm them down instead? It'd be 10 times easier than trying to just wrestle your dog into a good position. Just get them to calm down a little bit. Okay? So that's the antecedent part. Figure out what it is that starts the behavior. And then you either get rid of it completely, change the way your dog feels about it, or you can just manage the antecedent. Right? I can manage it. So maybe I lessen the severity of the antecedent. Instead of a crazy, wild, barking dog across the street, I put a stuffed animal over there. And then my dog's not as stimulated. Now we move into behavior. Okay, that's the second part of it. So you know why your dog is starting the behavior. Now what is the behavior they're actively doing? And I want you to get insanely specific about this. Insanely specific. It's not just, oh, my dog sits. Well, does your dog sit behind you, in front of you, to the side of you? Do they sit facing you, facing away from you? Do they sit in between your legs? Do they face away from you but turn back and look at you? Do they face you physically with their body but their head is turned the other way? Do they sit and then immediately go into a down? Do they down and then immediately go into a sit? Are they going back and forth from a sit to a down? Like, What is the actual behavior they're doing? Of course, all of that was talking about distractions outside, but it could go for anything. Think about the behaviors that you do. Personally, for me, I have a habit that if I'm in the kitchen and I open the cabinet, the snacks are at eye level. That's my antecedent. Snacks are at eye level. My behavior is, ooh, I want a snack. I immediately grab a snack. And then I'm rewarded by eating said snack. So what should I do? First, right, I recognize the antecedent. The snacks are at eye level. Maybe I should move them. I could move them at a different height. Maybe I put them lower because I don't really want to bend down to go get them. It's much easier because I'm a taller guy to reach up and grab something. 
Or maybe I put it too high to where I can't see it and I come forget about it until I really want one. But then the behavior for me is looking at them directly at eye level. It's not looking at them on the counter. It's not looking at them in my office. It's looking at them in the cabinet after I open it above the sink right at eye level. I want to get specific about that because anything that I can change in that behavior can take me one step closer to my ultimate goal. Okay. Now let's think of another example, maybe in your own life. Antecedent would be getting into the car. Maybe your behavior is to put the key in the ignition first. Put the key in the ignition, you start the car, and then you put the car in drive and you go. But you forgot to put your seatbelt on and you always forget to put your seatbelt on. So the little ding, 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 ding goes off and now you got to put your seatbelt on. So you want to change that. So when you get into the car, at first you're going to have to use a lot of mental energy to remind yourself to put the seatbelt on before you put the key in the ignition. But you have to understand the behavior fully. I get into the car, the keys are already in my hand. So it just feels comfortable to put them into the ignition. I put them into the ignition, I turn it all the way, and then my hand just kind of falls onto the gear shifter. Right? It's like your right hand is right there. Unless you're listening uh, in another country, which if you are listening in another country, thank you. I appreciate you. Please let me know on social media uh, if you are from another country, if you're from Australia, Italy, Canada, Mexico. I've had people from all over reach out, so I absolutely love hearing about you guys. So thank you to my international listeners. But right, So maybe you have your key in your left hand, and you go to put it in. Or maybe you have a push button, and it's just boom, push, and your hand goes down to the gear shifter. So maybe what you want to do is teach your other hand to be occupied with the buckling of the seat. You gotta figure out what behavior you currently have and what behavior you wanna change it to. That's what we have to do in order to use this ABC triangle to fix problem behaviors. That's the only way to do it. You have to figure out what behavior we're currently doing and what behavior we want our dog to do. If we can figure out what we want them to do, once that antecedent happens, we have to get that new behavior in place before the old behavior happens. So you go into the car, you have your keys in your right hand. Maybe as you close the door with the left hand, your left hand now just grabs the seatbelt buckles as you put the key into the ignition. This might seem like a lot, but if you can consciously think about it and maybe even practice before you have to get into the car and actually utilize this skill, right? Just get into the car, put the seatbelt on first, then put the key in the ignition. Take the key out, unbuckle your seat, open the door, get out of the car, practice it again, over and over. For me, with the snacks in the cabinet, what is the behavior I want? Open up the cabinet and not take a snack. Now, I could just open up the cabinet, close the cabinet, over and over and over again, but that doesn't follow the ABC triangle. Instead, what that does is go into extinction, at some point, I'm going to open the cabinet and go, you know what? I'm sick of doing this. I'm going to have a snack. So what I should do instead is keep the reward, which we're about to get to in a second. The consequence still has to take place. If I just open up the cabinet and close it again, where's the consequence? That's right. There wasn't one. Right? Or where, where was the cookie? There wasn't one. So if I open up the cabinet and the behavior is to get a snack and I reach for the snack and I get electrocuted, that would be a consequence. I go, oh, oh, I'm not going to reach for a snack, right? Or if I reach for a snack and I slam the 
cabinet door on my hand. I could do that intentionally, right? I, I could intentionally do that, but that's a lot of punishment. And if I decide not to slam it on my hand, then I become contingent on the fact that the punishment is there, which the punishment wouldn't be there if I didn't do it. So, how could I still reward myself? Think about it for a second. I got snacks in the cabinet. I open up the cabinet. That's my antecedent. I see them. The behavior is to reach for them. What could I do instead? Maybe the behavior stays the same. Maybe I still reach for them. But instead I move them out of the way and then take a snack. This, this is splitting behavior right now. So maybe I move the snacks and then I take one. Snacks, I'm talking about Twizzlers right now. <laughs> so maybe I move the Twizzlers, I take a Twizzler out, I eat it, I close the cabinet. So what did I, what did I teach myself? Not to immediately grab a snack, just to move the snack. Right? So maybe now, next time I go there, I do the exact same thing. Next time I go there, I do the exact same thing. After five or ten repetitions, now when I go there, antecedent, open up the cabinet, I see the snacks. I'm seeing them. They're looking me right in the eye. They're taunting me. And maybe instead of moving them, now that I've paused it a little bit, I count in my head to ten seconds. One, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, four, one thousand, five, one thousand, six, one thousand, seven, one thousand, eight, one thousand, nine, one thousand, ten, one thousand. Now I grab a snack. Because what I'm doing right now is adding duration to waiting. Adding duration to waiting. If I can do that, it gives me more time to think. Okay, so I do that for five to ten repetitions. Now the next time I go in there, I open up the cabinet, I look at the Twizzlers, and I count to ten seconds, and then I think to myself, do I really want a Twizzler right now? I've broken the pattern. All I did was add a little bit of time to think about the decision of having more snacks. Did that work? Probably. Why did it work? Because I'm stopping myself from continuing the sequence. Same thing with your dog. You go out for a walk, they see another dog. If they can just think for 30 seconds and sit still and not freak out, 30 seconds have gone by. Now you can get them to go do something else. You can break the pattern. Right? So if I was going to have a dog outside staring at another dog, they're thinking about it. They're like, oh man, I want to go over there. 30 seconds have passed by. Probably the dog's gone by this point, but maybe they're not. So the behavior is sitting there patiently waiting. Now if I add in a new antecedent, before we get to the consequence or the cookie, I call their name. That interrupts the pattern. I can get them to turn towards me. That's the new behavior. And then the consequence is a cookie, is a reward. So in fact, I did a whole bunch of things there. I recognize what the antecedent is. I recognize what the behavior is. I break the pattern before they get rewarded. And what would they get rewarded for, right? If they're barking at another dog because they want the dog to go away and the dog just tends to walk away because that's the direction they're going, they got rewarded for that. It doesn't need to be that they go play with the other dog. It doesn't need to be that they go kill the other dog if they're you know, insanely aggressive. I added some duration in the behavior saying, hey, you can still freak out at the end of this, but I need you to do it after 30 seconds. I need you to give me 30 seconds at first. And that just buys us a little bit more time. Buys us more time to get them focused back on us. It 
calms their brain just a little bit. If you want to calm your dog down, build duration on anything. You want your dog to be relaxed? Teach them to lay down for a long period of time. It will calm them down. Where the mind goes and the body goes. Okay? So if you just get the mind to think about something longer, the body will go there. So now we get to the consequence part, the cookie part. You can do anything you want to reward that behavior. But it has to be in line with whatever was presented previously. If you're giving something less than, then it's not going to work. Right? For me with the Twizzlers and the cabinet, what would be more so than the Twizzlers? I don't know. I love Twizzlers. Right? I love those kinds of snacks, those kinds of candies. So... What what could be more valuable to me than that? Maybe my health? That's what that duration gives me, the time to think about my health. Is this really the right choice right now? Or do I wait till later to have them? And all I got to do is get through this one moment. That's all I got to do is get through this one moment. And then my life will go on. I'll go think about something else, unless I'm truly addicted to candy. Then we have a whole other issue. But you can do this about literally anything. You want to start a new diet? Here you go antecedent, I'm hungry, behavior, grab something that is of a healthy, you know, fulfillment, (laughs) a healthy fulfillment, okay, it's a healthy meal, it's got the, you know, good calories in it, it's got your macros or whatever you're, you're basing your diet off of, and then your consequence is that you would feel better afterwards, just feeling better takes too long to experience, you'd have to eat the same diet for two weeks in order to do that. So how could you add something reward-wise off of it? Could you get a calendar and cross off a day? So it's a, it's a daily thing. I'm going to do 30 days. And then you get rewarded for doing 15 days in a row. Now you start to feel better. right? That's one way to do it. Second way to do that is to eat food that's insanely delicious. It's something that I've been trying to do more recently. If I love what I'm eating, I don't care if it's healthy or not. I'm going to eat it. Right? All I got to do is figure out what it is that tastes good, that is healthy. Because I've had those things and I love those things. I have to learn how to cook it. So for me, going on to a diet, okay, antecedent, what do I want to do? What, what, is, what is the goal? What is my aim, my target? Is to have a healthy diet. So what's my behavior? I'm setting myself up here. My behavior will be to go research a whole bunch of recipes that I know how to make, are easy to make, they're fast to make, and they taste delicious. And then the consequence is that I feel better because I've made a better choice long term. It's easy for me to just go, okay, I don't know what to have for lunch today. I'm going to have something that is you know, fast food or not good for me. I'm getting ahead of it. So that's that ABC triangle. Antecedent, I know I want to eat better. Behavior, figuring out what it is I should be eating, how I should be eating, what should I cook, what's going to be in my fridge. And I'm going to get rid of all the bad stuff. What's going to be in my fridge that's the good stuff? And the consequence is I actually stay on track and I feel better about myself. Now when it comes time to eat, okay, I'm hungry. That's that sensation. That's the antecedent. The behavior is going to the fridge and finding only delicious, healthy, good, nutritious food. And then the consequence is I eat that and I feel better. I get to check off my box, and I feel better about myself because I'm staying on track with my target. Long term, now that I've done this, right? the antecedent could be I finished my meal, let's say breakfast. I had an amazing breakfast. I feel fantastic. So that antecedent, or that behavior rather, becomes the antecedent for the next behavior. Well, I just had an amazing breakfast. Maybe now I want to go outside and get some fresh air, get some vitamin D, because that's good for you as well. 
And then the consequences after that, I feel amazing. And I'm just checking these things off my list. Now that I've done that, okay, I went outside. Maybe I come back in and now I feel so good. Maybe I go to clean the house. So that antecedent of coming back into the house, realizing I feel so good, but the house doesn't look good. Now the behavior is cleaning the house. Consequence, the house looks clean. I feel clean. Everything feels clean. Then maybe because of all that, I want to go to the gym. Well, if I feel amazing and I can do more because I have more energy, maybe I should build myself up. So the behavior is going to the gym. The consequence, I feel even better. That just takes a long time to do it. So if you can figure this ABC triangle out, you could change your entire life. You could change your entire life. I want to thank you guys for listening today. Make sure you check out matadorcanine.com. If you're struggling with the ABC triangle and you want to figure out how can I implement this into stopping my dog's bad behavior, I'm going to give you a free PDF, matadorcanine.com slash resolving bad habits, matadorcanine.com slash resolving bad habits. Go check that out if you need some more guidance on the ABC triangle. Also, make sure you're following us on social media and sharing our podcast here so that more people can learn and enjoy and do more with their dogs. Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next time.